Alrighty, Cody, now it's time for my final personal goal, which is a huge one and I can't wait for it to happen. And that is to hit my FI number. Welcome to the FI Show, where you'll get a behind the scenes look into financial independence. Here's your host, Cody and Justin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Fi Show. Before we get started, let's check in with the co-host, Cody. What's going on, man? Yo, yo, what's going on, Justin? So this past Thursday, I went to this all-you-can-eat sushi place, and I'm pretty sure I ate 3,000 calories in one sitting. So not too proud about that, but it was awesome. Friday, Saturday, hung out in the city, hung out with some friends. Then on Sunday, we actually got to go skiing together, which was a lot of fun, and now we are back to the grind. Yeah, somewhat of a similar story for me. You know, uh, Leslie's out of town, so I took the opportunity to hunker down and really get to working on my van conversion. So I'll probably be spending the rest of this week just pulling splinters out of my hands. But before we jump into a preview of today's episode, let's take a moment for our sponsors. Have you ever told yourself, this is the year that I'm going to save a bunch of money, and somehow that year is over and you have not saved even close to as much money as you'd wanted? What if this whole process could be automated? Our partner, Empower, that's E-M-P-O-W-E-R, has created an awesome mobile app that makes it super easy to automate your savings. Whether it's saving up for your next vacation or saving up for your next rental property or saving up for that concert next summer, this autosave feature can help you get there. Just set your weekly savings target and let Empower do the rest of the work. That's right, Cody. And don't forget about the other awesome feature of Empower where you can send simple text messages to Empower's human coaches and get personalized recommendations in return. So if you have a savings goal this year, you've got to check out the Empower app. Download Empower, that's E-M-P-O-W-E-R, in the App Store or Play Store. I did and over 650,000 other people have too. And as a special bonus to our listeners, you can get $5 if you use the offer code FISHOW as well as meet your savings goal. So visit empower.me slash show for more details. All right, so back to the episode. So in today's episode, we're going to be going over 2020 goals. And this is not just 2020 goals for Justin and myself, although if you wait till the end, you will hear our personal goals and also the goals for this podcast. But we crowdsourced goals from the community, from our Facebook group, from Twitter, and from anywhere that we could find anyone who was willing to share a goal with us. So that's what this episode is about today. And so without further ado, let's get into it. Alrighty, Cody, I'm excited for this one. It's going to be another fun one. And for the listeners out there, if you had a chance to listen to episode 64, that's where we took and we went over everyone's achievements in 2019 from the podcast. So we sourced comments on what their achievements were in 2019 and put those out there, gave some shout outs. Now what we're doing is we did a similar call. So we're asking for people to give us comments, but this time it's for what their 2020 goals are. So that way we can kind of keep everybody a little honest. And then next year we'll come back and record another episode talking about achievements. And that'll be a really cool way to kind of compare achievements with what your goals were. All right. So the first goal setter is Frugal Stew from Twitter. And Frugal Stew wants a 50K net worth increase and to lose nine pounds. Well, those both sound like goals that you are going to crush, Frugal Stew. Love it. The next set of goals we have come from the Facebook group, and it is Jared Kazaza, who's got some really awesome goals here. He's got benching 345, squatting 445, and deadlifting 515 pounds, losing 20 pounds on top of that, adding over $100,000 to his total net worth, and then, the one I love, visiting 15 new countries. Those are some serious goals, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty jealous of those goals. That's pretty sweet. 
The next goal is a pretty funny one. Someone replied to me on Twitter. This is Mr. Refined by Fire. And his goal for 2020 is do not die. That is definitely (laughs) on my goal list. Justin, I'm sure that's on your goal list. And I'm hoping it's on most of our listeners' goal lists as well. Well, I can tell you what, if I don't hit that goal, then I probably also won't care about the episode next year where you talk about achievements. So the next goal we have, again, comes from the Facebook group, and it is our main man, Doug Nordman, who has this list of four goals. Publish a second book, which he says is already in editing. Finish an estate plan. Buy another stand-up paddleboard. He says around a 10-footer. And then this lofty goal of trying out a treadmill desk. Okay, so we have the next one. This is also from Twitter. This is from Joe Wells, and he wants to work out five to six times per week, send a weekly email newsletter, and be a guest on four podcasts. Well, Joe, I know if you can get started right now, you are definitely going to crush those goals. Alrighty, our next set of goals, again, from the Facebook group is Christy Smith, and she says for health, she wants to squat 250 pounds, bench 125 pounds, do a freaking pull-up, And then financially, she says they're under contract on a property in the mountains. They want to quit their jobs, move up there for a few months and get it ready for Airbnb and bring in at least $10,000 from that property this year. She also wants to take some time to figure out exactly what they want to do when they start a business. And for travel, she says she just wants to do some kind of crazy hike in Colorado and not die. (laughs) So we've got two not dyers on here. I'm liking that theme. That is a really good goal. (laughs) Yeah, lofty goal. Okay, the next one is an inspiring goal. This is from Stupid is the Norm on Twitter. So two years ago, they were earning 14,000 pounds. Shout out to Britain. I now earn double that. This year, I will once again double my income. I love the confidence, and that is an amazing goal and an amazing financial feat. The next set of goals from the Facebook group are from the infamous Chad Methner, who sent us a screenshot of an actual checklist for his goals, so we know he's serious. And he's got them broken down in three categories. The first one is goals for himself which is have a positive net worth, get his student loans down to 14000 up his weekly payments to $70, have $35,000 in assets, publish a book, max his health savings account, contribute $1,000 to an IRA, attend at least one other FI event, and visit two states. And then his goals for his business is to be another podcast guest, write at least one article each month, and attend 2020 FinCon. And then finally, his goals for Choose FI are to lead two or more Columbus FI meetings and attend or host one social event each month for Choose FI. I love this. That is a whole laundry list of goals and a lot of good goals too. There's goals for himself, there's goals for his business, and goals for his community. So it seems like Chad is hitting all of the goal nails on the head. The next one we have is from Monique in the Facebook group. And Monique says she's laser focused on two big 2020 goals. One is pay off her student loan debt, and two is to buy my first house hack. Congratulations on both of those. Those are both amazing accomplishments. As we've showcased time and time again on this podcast, house hacking is a way where you can really start to accelerate that financial independence path. Then next, again from the Facebook group, is James Lowry. And he says that for health, he wants to compete in a triathlon and bench 300 pounds. Financially, he wants to make $35,000 of passive income and make $1,200 on the blog. For travel, he says he wants to visit 10 new countries and two new continents. And if you've been following them on Instagram with Rethink the Rat Race, you'll know that he's probably well on his way because they seem to be bouncing around to a new country almost every week. All right, so the next one comes from Kim in the Facebook group. Kim wants to pay off her car, max out IRAs and other retirement funds, 
payback money borrowed from parents, pay off roof repair, and new gutters on the house. And she has already completed that last one, so it looks like she's well on her way to crushing her 2020 goals. Looks like a lot of payoffs, but once you get out of those payoffs and increase that net worth, you will be well on your way to financial independence. And that's extremely impressive what she's doing because not only is she paying off all that debt, but she's also talking about maxing out all of her retirement accounts. So kudos, Kim. Next up, again from the Facebook group, is Tabitha. She says she wants to get down to zero consumer debt, buy one more property to add to her rental portfolio, max out her 401k again, work remotely from a foreign country for two months. That last one sounds really interesting because, you know, I have a job that allows me to work remote, but I've never thought about completely just going and kind of staying in another country for a couple months. Yeah, I would love to hear in the 2020 roundup, Tabitha, how that all worked out and what country you chose to work in. The next one also comes from the Fi Show Facebook group. And again, if you guys are not in the Fi Show Facebook group, you can join that at thefyshow.com slash community. And the next one comes from Brandon. And Brandon wants to buy another piece of real estate. He wants to pay off his current rental. And he said, 2020, baby. I'm loving the enthusiasm. <laughs> Our next one comes from Noah, who actually references Brandon's goals and says he wants to do those, but he wants to do those in 2021. For 2020, he says he wants to have no personal mortgage in 2021. He wants to have no rental mortgage, zero debt. He's also trying to max out backdoor Roths and mega backdoor Roths. Well, Justin, I know you were recently going through that process, so that seems like a pretty impressive thing. Isn't the mega backdoor, is that the 57000 Yeah, that one's 57000 if you completely max it out. And he could also be talking about him and his wife, which would be extremely impressive if they were both doing 57000 That would be pretty crazy. All right, so the next one comes from Josh, and Josh wants to continue to reduce credit card debt. Love it, Josh. If you guys listen to our 2019 Money Tips episode, we talk about how carrying a balance is never a good thing. But if you're already in the hole, if you already do have the credit card debt and it is high interest, the best thing you could possibly do is pay it down quickly. The next set of goals from the Facebook group is El Martinez. And she says she wants to buy a replacement commuter car, which she's already done, renovate a kitchen that she's in the middle of now, and then put $12,000 extra towards her mortgage. And so based on how quickly she's already made progress towards these goals with it only being February, I have a feeling that Elle's going to have a lot more goals that she's going to look back on and realize that she met and surpassed. All right. Well, thank you to everyone on Facebook and Twitter who put their 2020 goals. Now, Justin and I have spoken them into existence. So we are going to be coming down on you if you do not complete these 2020 goals. And like Justin mentioned, we'll be doing a 2020 roundup to see how everyone fared with their goals. And don't worry if you didn't actually tell us your goals. You can just tell us about the goals that you made that maybe you didn't speak into existence. But how did you do on them in the end of 2020? So stay tuned for that and keep on listening to The Fi Show. But now... It is time for Justin and I to talk about some of our goals and how we're going to achieve them and whether or not the other one thinks we're going to achieve it. So Justin, I guess I'll kick it off. So one of my 2020 goals for people that know me, I'm super big into health and fitness. And so this year I'm going to try to get to the lowest body fat percentage possible. And I'm mostly going to do that by eating healthier. I've been messing around with a plant-based diet or what I call a grocer regan and trying to reduce my drinking a little bit. So, Cody, I mean, I got to ask for some specifics. Do you actually have a percentage that you're trying to hit? I ideally want to get to like between eight and nine percent, but that's really tough. And I feel like I'd have to really cut down on drinking. And as a 24 year old living with three housemates in Boston, it is really tough to do that sometimes. Yeah, it's tough when your friends come calling or even worse, when Taco Bell comes calling. It's just hard to turn that down. (laughs) But I think the main thing is, is if you have a baseline now, you can look back and say, did you lower your body fat percentage? If you did, then hey, that's a success. 
So the first goal I have should come true within a month, which is to finish a half marathon Spartan race. So that is 13 to 15 miles, actually, and it includes 30 obstacles. And it's generally on a course that has a ton of elevation gain. So it's not just a typical half marathon. And so where is this event happening, Justin? This race is happening out in San Luis Obispo. So two days after the race, we're also going to try to go out and ski two days in Lake Tahoe. So that that in itself may be a goal coming after that race. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure when I was talking to you and Leslie, this is like way more hardcore of a race than you might have thought. You thought it was like, oh, you know, I can do this. I'm training for a couple of months. But like marathoners maybe couldn't finish this thing. Yeah, if you get on there and start reading uh, (laughs) some of the reactions that people have had and some of the people dropping out of the race, but... You know, we're going to pack our headlamps and we're not leaving until that course is done. I love that determination. So my next goal is for this year to buy a house hack. So for those who don't know who haven't listened to previous episodes, my girlfriend Lauren is graduating this year with a public health degree. And so depending on where she gets her job, I'm going to be looking to get either a duplex, triplex or quadplex, whatever makes the most sense. And I'm really excited about it. Awesome. And is that going to be, do you think in the Boston area? Could it potentially be in a different state? She's been mostly applying around like central Massachusetts. All of the places she's applied for have been within New England. So I know we're at least going to be there for the next year or so. But who knows after that? Awesome. Well, you have to keep us updated on that one. And of course, you know, share those financials. The next goal I have is to put $100,000 into the market. All right. So that is an astronomical number, especially to someone who's listening to this, who's maybe new to the FI community. So could you maybe break down how you possibly are going to make that happen? Yeah. So one thing that's going to help me is part of my new job as part of the sign-on bonus, you get restricted stock units, which then mature and then you get equity into the company. And so I get 25% of that in September. And then I'll get another like six and a quarter percentage chunk that'll come in December. And that equates to basically those numbers in thousands of dollars. So basically in September before taxes, that'll be like 25 grand worth of stock. And then in December, like 6,000, 6,200 worth of stock. And then if the stock performs well between now and then, it'll actually be even more. So like today, the September payment I'm expected to get is 27,000. So that is going to be on top of my salary. And then since my salary is around $110,000 after taxes, and I only spend about $20,000, that is where like the money's coming from. And then as far as like tactically how that's going to enter the market, you know, I've got part of that is going to be in the market the day I get it because it's stock. And then part of it is going to be through retirement accounts. So as we've talked about before, I'm trying to do the mega backdoor. So the 57,000 will go there. Then I'll have probably around 30,000 coming directly in as my company stock equity. And then the rest of it will just be a normal IRA and then brokerage account money. So that's how I'm going to hit the $100,000 into the market this year, if at all possible. I love that goal. And I'm going to go off of your goal with a similar goal. It's a little bit different because I do want to kind of get into the real estate game a little bit more this year. But I want to invest 50000 into specifically retirement accounts this year. And this has been a big change for me, Justin, because like last year, I could at least have the option to have a 401k at the beginning of the year anyway, in January. But now it's like I had to figure out how to set up a solo 401k and all that jazz. And it's all these complicated formulas. But kind of once you get the hang of it, it's all right. But that's my that's my stretch goal. So I'll need to do six in a traditional or Roth IRA. And then so the rest would be 44,000 in like a solo 401k. So for my next goal, I'm going to pick one of my kind of quirky ones. It's a new thing that I've gotten into. It's kind of my first like legitimate side hustle, which is to make $1,800 profit from selling blood (laughs) or parts of my blood. 
So what do you mean by parts of your blood? So just yesterday, I made $100 by selling white blood cells. So they took my blood, whole blood, run it through a machine, separate out the white blood cells, put the rest of the blood back into your body, and they just take the white blood cells. It took me about three and a half hours from the time like I parked my car to the time I was getting back in my car. I watched Netflix the whole time, messed around on my phone and the computer. So it really wasn't that bad and got 100 bucks. But they also have some programs once you've done that initial one where they actually give you some stimulants that make your white blood cell count increase for a few days. It's a similar drug they would give to like cancer patients who have low white blood cell counts. And then they take a sample after giving you those stimulants and then they pay $900 for that one. So if I can do that $900 one twice, because they only let you do it every six months, if I could do that one twice in 2020, then that would actually put me over that $1,800 goal. So Justin, are you a superhuman that they just like to pay? Because I know a lot of these things are like blood drives where there's just a bunch of blood going for free. Is there something different about what you're doing that you're getting paid for it? So the reason they're paying for it is because this is for other medical institutions to use for research. And so they need like specific things at a specific time. And so it's not just like, you know, you're going out to the Red Cross to give blood. And then also, I will say that when I gave blood and she checked on my white blood cell count kind of halfway through so they could make sure that it was going to work for them and kind of give me an estimation on how long it was going to take, I asked, you know, how was my blood cell count? She goes, you're built like a Mack truck, which if you don't know what that is, that's like an 18 wheeler. So I was like, that sounds pretty good. So pretty much anyone with a strong immune system could do exactly what you're doing? Yeah, Cody, I would say that probably almost everyone listening would be eligible to give blood in some form or fashion, even if it's just whole blood, which they'll pay you 25 bucks for, or the white blood cells. They even do some other things like they do bone marrow, which is like $250. And then that last one I was talking about, which is mobilized white blood cells where they pay $900. The company is called STEM Express. I think they have locations kind of all across the country. And we'll absolutely put a link to that company in the show notes. Well, I love that you're selling our listeners' bodies, Justin, as a side hustle. (laughs) Got to, got to. All right, on to the next one. So my next goal is to have at least one memorable travel experience per month. Ooh, I like that one. I mean, I'm also big into traveling, but I never thought about like making sure that it's one every month. Is there any one that you already have planned that you're really pumped for? Yeah, so actually next month, Justin, in March, my girlfriend Lauren and I are going to fly over to Cyprus to visit our good friends James and Emily. And they're the James and Emily who contributed to the goals we mentioned earlier in the episode. They're also the James and Emily who retired at 27 and 28. We had them on episode 36 of this podcast. They accumulated a bunch of rental properties and they're just a super cool couple. So I am super excited about that trip. Man, definitely jealous of that one. I know me and Leslie are going to Europe for a little over two weeks in September And we're thinking we may have a chance to connect with them and actually go visit them in Cyprus. So we'll see. All right, Cody. So my next one is also another somewhat quirky one, which is to finish my camper van conversion that I'm super pumped about and I'm making pretty quick progress on. So what have you done so far, Justin? I know most recently I saw the wood panels in the back, but what else do you got planned and what have you done so far? Yeah. So I think with any kind of build, there's always like a million more steps than you kind of think like, oh yeah, I'll just throw the floor in or whatever. But what I've done so far is I've cut and formed the the rigid insulation that goes into the bottom. And then I have cut and shaped the plywood that goes in the bottom. Because you, you have to remember that these, especially these small cargo vans, you don't just put in a square. Like it's got a lot of weird little nooks and crannies. And I had to make three separate pieces of plywood that all puzzle piece together and then also met the edges of the van. So I've got that the subfloor down. 
I've got the insulation down. I've got these three wooden anchor strips put into the roof that I'll use to put my ceiling and insulation up there with. I've also already sourced over 100 square feet of hardwood flooring that I got for free, as well as all the insulation I'll need for free. So I've only spent a few bucks on this thing so far because I got the plywood for free, the insulation for free, and the hardwood flooring for free. And so for listeners who don't know, what are your grand plans with this thing? What are you going to do with this van once it's all completed? Yeah, so for those listening, it is a 2012 Ford Transit Connect. Now, the Connect part means it is one of the smaller cargo vans that you'll find. So this is probably going to be a like five days and under type of thing. This is not going to be something we would live in full time. But if you listen to episode 62 with Steve and Lauren from Trip of a Lifestyle, they were in a very similar size van. It was a Nissan, I think it's called an NV200, almost exact same size as the van that I have. And that's the one that they went across the country in and visited all the national parks and did live in full time. So it's doable. But when we want to live in one full time, we'll probably go for a bigger, like a Sprinter van or like a tall Ford Transit. Sounds awesome, man. We'll definitely keep us updated in the Facebook group. All right. So my next 2020 goal is to volunteer more slash make an impact. Like that one. I like that one. Do you have any particular organizations that you're kind of pegged towards or you're just open to anything? I'm pretty open to anything. So last weekend I did a volunteership at the Special Olympics. It was the bowling event. It was a, it was, it was a ton of fun, man. It was like four hours and basically all I did was write down scores and cheer people on. It was a lot of fun. I definitely want to kind of add more things like that into my life because I have the time to do it and I feel like I just always make excuses and I'm never really just giving myself up. Well, that's an awesome one, Cody. And maybe you could even combo some of your travel with some of the giving back because there's a lot of cool like mission trips and different things where different countries have needs and you could go there, do some work and also get to see a new location and get to meet some of the people who are actually locals and kind of get away from the touristy side of things. That's what I really like when I go down to Mexico and uh, work with a little orphanage down there. So keep that in the back of your head. I definitely will, man. And one thing that my girlfriend and I were actually talking about, because like I mentioned, she's public health, is doing like a global volunteerism thing where you do like a three-month stint and name your third world country that needs a lot of help. I would love doing that. It would be a ton of fun. All right, Cody. So my next goal is a kind of straightforward one, and it's something I think is very doable, and that is to have an 80% plus savings rate. All right. So what was your savings rate last year, just so we can compare it to some kind of benchmark? Yeah, so last year my savings rate was 76%. And this year, since it'll be a full year working with a new job and with the income coming in from equity, it should be, you know, over 80%. Now, once you start getting up that high, if you do the math, it's a lot harder to gain those percentage points as you start getting higher. I know that's an aggressive sounding number, but I also know that I have a really high income. I think in fairness to me, though, I'm pretty sure none of my coworkers who make the same or more than me are saving 80%. So I had to pat myself a little bit on the back. And just to dig into numbers a little bit, Justin, because I'm a numbers nerd, is this after tax? And then also, what do you project your expenses to be in 2020? Yeah, so that is after tax. And I expect that my expenses for 2020 to be right at $20,000. All right. So this is my last goal. And it is a big goal. And it's something that over the past two years has had a huge impact on me and my success and my overall happiness. And I just want to have one life-changing experience. And what I mean by this is like taking a big risk, doing something that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And if that does mean failing, so be it. I will gain so much from that failure and just be a more awesome person in 2021. 
Love that one, Cody. And I mean, especially the thing to keep in mind is you're 24. And I mean, there's probably a lot of listeners out there who are fairly young. And that is a perfect time to take those huge risks. Now, no matter what age you are, it's always important to kind of push yourself and step out of the box because that's generally when you make your biggest leaps. But for those listeners who are under 30, I would say that's when you should really be swinging for the fences because like, what's the worst that could happen? One thing I want to caveat this goal with is that there are people listening and they're like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a big risk. Most of my risks are pretty calculated. So I know even if I have like a, I don't know, 30% success rate, I know that what's on the other end of the rainbow is worth the effort I'm putting in. If I'm just jumping into something because I want to take a big risk, like I just stop all the things I'm doing right now and I want to become a professional violin player. I don't know the next thing about playing the violin and that is probably a terrible risk for me to take, although it's a huge risk. So make sure your risks are pretty calculated and there's some outcome that you can see at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. And then there's also the side of like, you know, I was kind of joking, like what's the worst that could happen, but actually considering that. So if you did not meet that goal, like what is the fallout from it? How bad could it get? Because you definitely, you know, you don't want to go out there and just try to start up some business that has a ton of capital that you have to invest into it. And you're not really sure about how it's going to work. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, in a lot of debt. So maybe try something that's very aggressive that you're not sure is going to work, but that maybe doesn't take a lot of capital to try to get into. Alrighty, Cody, now it's time for my final personal goal, which is a huge one, and I can't wait for it to happen, and that is to hit my FI number. And that's going to happen in 2020? I think so. That is crazy. And what is your FI number, Justin? So my FI number, if I only spent $20,000 this year, you know, you could argue would be $500,000. I think to be fair, it should be a little higher than that, somewhere between five hundred and six hundred thousand. and 600000 so maybe around five hundred and. 50,000 and I think I can get there. And so when you do hit this FI number, are there any grand plans to jump out of your office in a rage of fury or what's the plan there? Um, absolutely not. So um, I actually plan on working a couple more years past my financial independence number. I really like my job. I like the people I work with. The pay is really good. Leslie is not ready for financial independence yet anyway. So it would kind of be slightly pointless. So I'm just going to keep doing my thing, putting on some extra padding, building up that insurance. Now I'm not going to stretch it too long. Like I don't plan on signing myself up for another 10 years, but no, not, not quitting the job as soon as I cross that finish line. But I do plan on celebrating in some form or fashion. And, uh, you know, maybe we can invite some people out from the Boston area if they want to come join in. So one thing I've heard you talk about, Justin, was just having a complete ball out year where you're just going to work one extra year in your job and spend everything you make. See if it's even possible for you. Is that still maybe on the horizon? Yeah. I mean, I think I would probably be somewhat responsible in spending the money on things that like I would still, you know, have some use for. But it's always been a dream of mine to to have one of these really high income earning years, you know, 100000 plus after taxes and actually spend every dollar because I don't even know what that would look like, especially not having kids or whatever. I mean, how would I add $80,000 to my spending in a given year? And, you know, obviously you can kind of cheat and buy like an $80,000 car, but I don't think that's what I would do. I might buy, you know, like a $30,000 Tesla and then $50,000 worth of other random crap and, you know, buy first class tickets. But I just want to do one year where I spend every dollar just for the heck of it. 
All right, Justin. Well, that's enough about me and you and our goals for 2020. I want to talk a little bit about the podcast goals for 2020. So one big goal I have for this year, and I've been kind of sending messages left and right, hitting people up, no bites yet, but I want like an A-list celebrity type of person on the podcast. I think that'd be so fun and interesting, and it would just blow this thing up and let people see what financial independence is all about. Yeah, that would be really interesting, especially like a high-profile athlete. I mean, the people who come to my mind are like somebody like Andrew Luck, who made tons of money, but still, I think, carried a flip phone. It'd be interesting (laughs) to kind of pick their brain and see what they think about financial independence, what they see in their workplace that are these, you know, clubhouses and locker rooms with all these professional athletes who stereotypically find themselves in debt, even though they've made all this money. So that would be a really interesting thing to get to pick their brain. My goal for the podcast is to just double our kind of footprint, you know, double both the number of downloads and listens we get, but also double our Facebook group community page. So, you know, get that up over a thousand people would be an awesome number to hit. Well, I think we are going to crush those goals in 2020, Justin, given the growth of the podcast itself in terms of listenership and in terms of the Facebook group. I think we are going to be well on our way to both of those goals. So this is kind of piggybacking on your last goal, Justin, and this may or may not involve the van or some kind of van ship, but I think it would be super fun after touring around the country a bit with Grant if we went to a couple cities and met up with five show listeners. I think that is a goal of mine, even if it's not in the van or anything like that, but go to a couple cities in New England and meet up and maybe at a brewery or have lunch or whatever it might be with some of the five show listeners. Yeah, I love that idea. And I would be willing to, you know, let us bar the van for such a noble (laughs) cause, so... Thanks, Justin. And then the listeners would actually get to see this thing in person. Maybe we could even get some vinyl stickers for the side of it just for the trip, you know, to say the Fi show. It could be it could be pretty <laughs> epic. Well, as we wrap up, we definitely want to stop and say thank you to all the listeners who took out some time and gave us their goals and were bold enough to share them with someone so that we could talk about them and that we could keep each other accountable and that we could cheer each other on. So thanks to all the listeners for giving us their goals. And now it's time for the call to action. And today's call to action is if you did not make your goals for 2020, make some goals. You can write down a checklist. You can put them on the notes app in your phone, whatever it might be. However, you are going to keep yourself accountable. But the best way to keep yourself accountable, if you were not able to share your goals with us and we couldn't speak them into existence on the show, is to just share them with anybody, share them with a friend, share them with a colleague, share them with a parent, share them with a spouse, whoever that person is in your life who will say, hey, get back on that goal train and keep you going. Yeah, Cody, love that call to action, especially the part about sharing it with someone. So that way you kind of have somebody, you know, there again, cheering you on, keeping you accountable. Because sometimes if we don't like say them to anyone, then we can let them slip by, not do them and realize that no one will ever know. So definitely love the call to action as well as the detail about sharing that with someone. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to kind of go back and take a recap and look at some of the goals people had or have a quick, easy link to that Fi Show community page, or maybe even, you know, see that crazy side hustle link that I have with selling my blood, you can do that at thefyshow.com slash 2020 goals. And as always, if you want to check out our Facebook group page, you can do so at thefyshow.com slash community. And we always appreciate those five-star reviews. They help us get great guests like we had today. And if you're interested in supporting The Fi Show, you can do so by checking out some of our partners over at the resources page, which can be found at thefyshow.com slash resources. And thanks for listening.